Hello? Hello? The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. Hello, All hello, program hello. content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. Good day, America. Welcome, Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people, all the boat rockers are in the house, and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution, not to use on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns about. I hold to the book, the Bible. As the authoritative Word of God, glad that you guys have joined us this morning. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so. SonsofLibertyRadio.com and also SonsofLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you're listening by way of the radio, and I don't know why that came up that way. We've had some problems this morning. One of the big ones uh, for me was I accidentally unplugged my earphones. So uh, I'm going to apologize to my guests because I couldn't hear. And I was like, this doesn't make sense because it's really connected and everything. And I couldn't hear the music and I couldn't hear anything. And all of a sudden, apparently, my extended plug came undone. Maybe I stepped away from it or something. Anyway, I've got the wrong thing up here. Let me fix that because we're going to need this uh, in the show. So uh, you guys know I'm working off of the... uh, (laughs) <laughs> the backup computer. Uh, so this has been a challenge, but I'll tell you what, it, overall, I'm thankful to God that we have something that we can stream with, and that's a good thing, and uh, this was just my error, okay? <laughs> so anyway, if you want to check us out, sonsoflibertyradio.com, sonsoflibertymedia.com. In fact, if you're listening by way of the radio, you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, that's right, you can see the face that's made for radio, head over to sonsoflibertymedia.com. There you're going to see two videos at the top of the page. One on the left side is Bradley's show from yesterday, so if you missed that, you want to catch it, you can do so up until 3 o'clock this afternoon, at which time he'll be live in that area. On the right side of the page is where we're at. Click on the play button, blow it up on whatever device you got. Look for the Rumble icon, bottom right-hand corner, click on that. Join us in the channel on Rumble. Got a lot of friends over there this morning, so good morning to you guys. Good to see you, and while you're over there, please subscribe to that channel, Sons of Liberty Radio Live. Also, we're streaming live on BeforeIt'sNews.com. Appreciate Michael and his team giving us a spot over there as well. Back to SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. Right up under where we're streaming live is where you can find our email newsletter sign up. Please do that. Uh, All our articles for the day go out right to your inbox, late afternoon, early evening, Eastern Time. And uh, that includes the morning show archive. So, again, 
Here's yesterday's. Uh, we talked about the doctrine of the ascension. Um, so everything we talked about, the videos and all that other stuff, even some bonus videos that you guys, you know, I don't play on here, but uh, I do collect them on my personal channel on Rumble and Setting Brush Fires. So uh, if you guys want to check that out, you can do so. And today's will also be in there as well. And then finally, our store is available. You can get there right off of SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. The link is at the top of the page. And then also you can go there directly at The Sons of Liberty. Don't forget the in front of it. The Sons of Liberty dot squarespace.com and we are highlighting bradley's book all the prophets are pointing to the front um the soldier of the cross is still available both books are ten dollars the bundle for the soldier of the cross if you want it with the t-shirt and the dog tag that starts at 34 dollars. that depends uh, the price change depends on the size of your shirt okay all right so you guys can check that out in the store and uh, we appreciate all your support okay i'm hoping everything's good uh, because I did hear Michelle saying, hello, is anybody listening <laughs> uh, during the intro there? That's what you guys are hearing. And again, that was uh, that was all my fault. Uh, yeah, sometimes I provide comic relief, as you guys know. And uh, so that's that's what's going on here. But this morning, we've got a special guest with us. Uh, our friend Maya Han uh, actually recommended that uh, we bring Michelle on. So I reached out to her. Uh, she was from she's from up in. Boston. How do those guys talk? Because we were Bradley and I were down in Florida together like years ago. Uh, we went and sat in one of the hot tubs right outside the pool. The kids are playing in the pool. The old men are sitting in the hot tub. And uh, this guy comes down and he's from Boston. He's got this. I, I mean, I can't even do it, but it's it's very it's a very thick accent this guy has and we had a great conversation but he he was just so fun he was funny to listen to and he thought it was funny listening to us well he thought it was funny listening to me because i got i got a southern draw because i'm a redneck down here in south carolina but that's what he did so anyway uh we got a special guest on and michelle has been through some things here uh i think from my understanding michelle comes maybe from a different political kind of background and mindset than many of you listening and yet michelle has come to the same conclusion we're coming to and that is those who are supposed to serve us are becoming a bunch of tyrants and uh boy you're you're gonna be amazed at her story and what she has michelle uh Elfin, elfindi i hope i said that correct welcome to the sons of liberty great to see you Thank you so much. Testing, testing. Yes. One, two, one, yeah, two, one, yeah, two. Yeah, we wanted, to make, we wanted to make sure everything was working, and here I am. <laughs> so it's okay. It's com- okay. This is what the problem was right there. This little connection, right? Right. right. Plug in. Come completely apart. So anyway, it's great to have you on. Now, you Thank are... You. Tell us a little bit about yourself. You're a homeschool mom, so you yes. know you got a you got a lot in common with our family, with uh, other families out there. Uh, right. You live in the north, so you. I did. You I did. did. Okay. I am from Boston, and we okay. say um, the we say I'm gonna park the car in Harvard Yard. <laughs> That's right. So, <laughs> so um, but I live in Florida now because of all of the persecution that I was dealing with. Uh, my husband decided to relocate us to Florida where he had a different job opportunity. So it wasn't that we moved to Florida because it's a free state. Um, This is a global issue. um, I believe with these lockdowns and everything, but because we just really needed to get away from um, a place where I am being um, selectively persecuted because I decided to stand up to the government against this force, these forced vaccinations. And it's not funny. It's very scary. It is very scary. But I chuckle because I just can't believe it's happening. 
Yeah, it it is kind of because you're you're living your life, and then all of a sudden you've been made a criminal because of a choice you made not to put a deadly poison or biblical reference would be a sorcery, a pharmaceutical, a pharmacia into your body. Uh, because I guess I you can speak speak for yourself, but I, I would assume. Um, you understand I don't need those things, those poisons, and uh, they don't even tell me what's in them or anything else. I don't need that stuff in my body. And you were just trying to go into courthouse. But t- before we get into all of that, just so people right. understand who you are, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? You can make it three, five minutes, sure. something like that. Just let, let people know who you are. Sure, Tim. Well, you know, really, the decision was because of my my background as as a lefty. You know, you mentioned that I had a different background. I voted Democrat my entire life because that's what I was told to do, instructed to do. That's how my family votes. And I'm told my body, my choice, my body, my choice, my body, my choice. And so when it came time to make the decision, uh, I put that in air quotes, the decision to get a um, vaccine, I, I should put that in air quotes too, vaccine, I I thought that I had a choice, but it turns out I didn't really have a choice. They were going to insist upon it. And that really made me wonder, like, wait, why? So this is where the the suspicions came and and the conflict arose. So um, I again, I was a lefty. I, I, um, you know, pat myself on on the head now and, and think how I could have ever voted for Hillary Clinton uh, you know, 10 or 15 years ago, whenever that was. And I also was a supporter of Bernie Sanders uh, whenever that was as well. And uh, I just thought that that Democrats were the party of uh, compassion and, and supporting people. And uh, it turns out, no, that none of these freebies are for free, that they actually come with with a, a strong sense of return. And it really was a very eye-opening experience to later learn that these people wanted me to inject whatever into my blood in order to get that donut or in order to get that free housing or or whatever they were offering. So it's a slippery slope and I'm I'm very um I, I feel more awake now. But at the same time, I, I don't want to um, underestimate all of the evil that is out there because there's just so much that I'm I'm still not aware of. Yeah, and you know, a lot of this comes, uh, you were saying that you were taught a certain thing and you grew up thinking that. And yeah. uh, let me ask you, did you ever question any of those things? Because I think that kind of plays into what we're looking at. Did, did you ever question any of these things at all? privately in your own mind or in conversation with friends you, you say my body my choice my and i know what that leads to that's the issue of the murder of the unborn um, yeah did you did you think that was okay to do you were taught that was okay to do do you see yeah. that different now i do see different now especially okay. being a mother of four and um before i left uh boston while we were moving i um i was eight weeks pregnant and I suffered a miscarriage, I truly believe, because of the the stress of this persecution. And um, 
I was forced to have the miscarriage at my home because six hospitals in Massachusetts and two in New Hampshire refused to treat me because I couldn't or wouldn't wear a face mask. And so um, I'll be very real here that I um, had to pass my my baby um, with my husband all by myself. And it was a truly um, horrific, but also humbling experience. And I did see my baby and um, to see a baby ever so small, but it was still a baby really puts it into perspective that this baby at eight weeks old, what, what does a baby look like when they're 24 weeks old? That is an incredibly big baby and it really makes me it just blows my mind that anybody would think that that's okay but they um really do separate the issue and make it seem like that it's um you know it's sort of like um chicken and chicken nuggets you don't think that you're eating chicken you think you're eating nuggets and don't realize that it's in fact chicken that it was a living being before so there's a lot of separation and manipulation in regards to word choices to try and disassociate the acts of of violence involved okay all right good i'm i'm glad you said that because this is stuff we talked about on the show many times is that uh, the Marxists, what they will do is they will manipulate the language so that you get accustomed to hearing certain words. We, we see it all the time now. Instead of adultery, we call it affair. Instead of uh, uh, sodomy, we call it gay. And, and so they change, they change the language in order to get you know, help the people feel a little bit better about the evil things that are being done. And so instead of murdering your unborn baby, we talk about abortion or termination. See, that doesn't sound, yeah. it doesn't sound as, it's not, a, it's not a, a gut punch, if you will, to call what they're doing, doing. But I'm glad that you see that. And I think it helps maybe some people, I know there's some people who are in the chat, who one lady, at least from the Boston area, and she goes, we got out of there too, because all this stuff. But th- yeah. you, you've got this going on. Now, help us here. You've got this kind of mindset. Um, I'm going to play this video in just a second uh, where you are actually, you're tr- it looks like you're, are you trying to get into a courthouse? Is that what you're trying to do? Uh, it was actually the state capitol. It's oh, state the cap- state okay. house. It's okay. the Massachusetts state house. And um I, I was peacefully trying to enter. It was, I mean, I know that like get in um, is, is, is true, but um, I wasn't trying to break and enter. I wasn't climbing a fence or anything like that. I was trying to peacefully access the state house that was uh, at finally open to the public because the Massachusetts state house had been closed longer than any state house in the country and only opened because uh, protesters, uh, and I, I don't even like to use the word protester either because there's a negative connotation there, but that people had challenged and said, open up, open up, come on, why are you still closed? You're our elected officials. There, What is the emergency? What authority do you have to have this building closed? And uh, that happened in early February 2022. And then they, uh, they air quote, they being the uh, leaders of the Senate, uh, Massachusetts Senate, uh, finally decided to open the building to the public 
at the end of the month, which was late February, 2022. And um, myself and a few other moms, fired healthcare workers, immigrants, um, a diverse bunch went there on March 1st to try and peacefully enter like the public can during public hours and uh, see our elected representatives and or to tour the building because there are tours available. You are allowed to walk around. You don't need a pass except for then they decided that you need to have a um, vax pass or you need to have a proof of negative COVID uh, test. So let me let me ask you, did, did you feel like uh, what you may have read in Nazi Germany, and they're going, oh. Fairlein, give me your papers. Show your papers, Fairlein. It was exactly the same. <laughs> and coincidentally, I had read a book. Um, I, I can't recall the title, but it was about, um, you know, uh, the, the approaching World War II in France. Um, and I, I was like, this is the, this is the same, like checkpoints, uh, ration cards. I mean, it was it was exactly the same. And when I began to speak out uh, publicly about the um, the looming vaccine mandates and then then there being vaccine mandates in Boston, friends, people that I had shared food with, uh, broke bread with many times told me that I was awful to associate this. But I mean, it is the same. It's the exact same. And um, it really hurt, broke my heart that these people could not see the correlation and accuse me of um, racism or anti-Semitism because I was suggesting such. How did anti-Semitism get in that? Because of calling, because of suggesting that it was, um, that these were like Nazis, that this was, that these, therefore I'm, I'm speaking down on the, on what Jewish people really suffered with, that I'm not suffering the Jewish people. Okay, so you're, you're, you're saying, you're equating what you're going through with what people went through in the Holocaust, which, by the way, we've had, look, we've had some Jewish people. Well, let me, let me put it this way, because everybody knows what I think biblically. We have people who call themselves Jews who are not Jews. (laughs) They're not true Jews, but they're, but they still recognize that what's going on here with the, with the shots and everything, they're not vaccines, all this healthcare scare is straight out of Nazi Germany, because that's exactly what they were doing to the people then and there. Uh, it wasn't just with, quote-unquote, vaccines. It was with a, a number of um, you know tests and things that they were putting people through. So I think right. you're right on, on track there. I think it has this, this cry of anti-Semitism, in, in my opinion, fall all this stuff where they're trying to make themselves out as victims. All that falls on deaf ears. If somebody does, a person who calls themselves a Jew and is not, uh, any harm, any wrong, if you're out to murder them or any of that, you're wrong. And you need to repent of that. Okay. Right. I wasn't, I'll just clarify. It wasn't, yep. I don't, I don't even recall that being a, a Jewish person who said that to me. Okay. It was another um, neighbor, you know, on Facebook who said that when I correlated the checkpoints, the checkpoints of today with the checkpoints of uh, World War Two as being the same and or at least similar they had said that is anti-semitism because yeah, that's just stupid well that's... it's it, it's it's gaslighting and it's, yeah that's it's, exactly it's what it is 
because, excuse me, I have been stopped. I'm stopped and criminalized and um, I'm segregated and discriminated against. Mm. I can't go through. You're, the, the, the brown shirts are not letting me in. How is that not the same? Like, really? Yeah. Well, one of the things, Michelle, I think, and that people are already hearing is, you know, you, you said you're a lefty. Now, we don't play the right-left Republican-Democrat thing. You're either on the side of the law or you're lawless. They're, that's what you right. are. This this right-left oh, yeah. stuff, uh, Bradley's got a great little thing for it. He says it's political language to make the truth sound or the lies sound truthful. That's the whole thing. And that's what we do. We get We say, oh, well, the Democrats are in charge, so they can just do whatever they want. No, they can't. The law is the boundaries that's supposed to be the chains that hold them in place. And neither can Republicans either, but they play that game too. Uh, they let the Republicans do whatever they want to do outside the law and everything else. I want to play people just this little video. It's only a little over a minute. This is your encounter there at the Massachusetts uh, State Capitol. And I want people to pay attention to what goes on. And just, I mean, again, people, I, I don't know how to say it. I, I, don't, I don't try to broad brush. I, I do... I do think there are some probably some good men within police departments, okay? But there are few and far between from what I'm seeing. This is not a few bad apples. They, sometimes we in, we find entire police departments that are so corrupt, uh, they have to disband the whole police department. And we've done stories yeah. on that in towns. But this one right here, I just want you guys to check this out. Now, you guys on the radio, uh, I'll try to narrate a little bit. But uh, now, is this your is your husband here in this? In this video? No, he was at home with the children. Okay. But coincidentally, he was watching on Facebook Live. The poor oh, wow. man. He he actually saw me uh, get get violently arrested, and it was it was horrible to call him from jail. And he was so scared and so upset that that had occurred. And are you okay? Are you okay? And I mean, I did wasn't expecting him to have been watching it, but it was. Um, it was terrifying what ha happened. Okay. All right. All right. Here's the video. And again, I'll try to narrate some of this uh, for you guys as we play it. Okay. Get out of the way and stop blocking people's legal Go right ahead. Yeah. You too, dude. Nope. That's it. Okay. So she's trying to go through. There's people standing all in your way. It looks like they've arrested one guy. Then they push you against the wall. Now you've got two cops pulling you by the arms. You get pulled down to the ground. Now we've got two more cops coming in. And trying to hold you down with your that's face to the uh, to the ground. That's unnecessary. And they're handcuffing you. And then you got two other guys behind them. So you got about six or seven cops here, all around, <clears throat> making this arrest. Now, <clears throat> excuse me. It's been more than two years later. They won't drop the charges against you. Now, this guy here, he was also arrested. There's a, there's a gentleman here. And I think there was a lady at the front. I don't know if she was arrested or not. Uh, all of the agents of the state, and that's what they are. They're agents of the state. Have their little uh, slave mask on. And it, this isn't you talking. This is somebody else is screaming these things. We have every right things. to be in there. And you guys are going to be personally responsible for this. Civil charges will be brought to you. Okay, so somebody else this is, is, is the letting them know this. Because you've already been taken off and arrested. They were looking for a reasonable accommodation. Okay. And you're personally... All right, so Michelle, here here we are. We we've got this going on. Uh, you you basically been tackled and kind of forced to the ground. They've arrested you. What were you going in here for? 
I was trying to meet my elected representatives okay. because for months now they had not responded to emails, responded to phone calls. There was no accountability in regards to the, these human rights violations that they were enabling. I mean, silence is compliance. They were they were just trying to fly under the radar using Zoom. And um, now that the building had been open, it was time to knock on some doors. Okay. All right. One of the things I want people to see, though, and we talk about this quite often, uh, Bradley travels the country a lot more than I do. Um, and he sees people from all over, from all the states. And one of the things he says is, you know, I'm not seeing these people that they're talking about who are, quote unquote, as you said, your mindset was before. But what I want people to see is whatever your mindset was before, if it was in direct opposition to me or anybody listening here, that you get, you even got what was going on here. You were seeing it too. So I, I think this is a sort of a common ground area to where we go to, to say, look, even Michelle, who is quote unquote, the lefty, she's you know following all of the stuff that's, that's bad, the ideology that you've been taught. Even you wake up and you go, wait a minute, there is something really, and you did this before you were arrested because obviously you were going to go right back in there and say, look, you have no authority. And see, I think that's the thing. You're looking for the people gave you authority. They delegated authority to you to do certain things, and we didn't delegate you to do to be in matters of our health, tell us what we put in our bodies or any of this kind of stuff. I want people to catch that because I think that's very important that you saw that even with the mindset and the upbringing that you had and the thinking that you had, you saw that government was way out of line in what they were doing concerning this quote unquote health crisis. I think that's a big deal for people to pay attention to here. Yeah, it, it really, it just, it was, ter it was absolutely terrifying because in Boston uh, by spring, summer, 2021, there was an expectation that we were going to, quote, get back to normal. But then they decided to ramp things up and started talking about forced vaccination, vax passports. And it was it was just so odd, so, so terrifying how they would escalate what we had begun to realize was a non-issue and no longer was COVID the emergency. The emergency was the government trying to assert control over our bodies. That's right. Yeah. And once they, and when they do that, then they can start doing whatever they want. For instance, we've seen, uh, you know, our friend Scott Shera, his 19 year old daughter with Down syndrome targeted in the hospital uh, and they killed her. They killed her with their drugs. They specific, I mean, it was intentional. There's, there's, there's no, oh, this was an accident. No, they were purposely doing this. Eugenics. We, we have our, Eugenics. Our, yeah, our nurse and nutritionist, Kate Shimrani, on every Saturday, and she's telling us about what they've done to her daughter. Uh, misdiagnose her and then start giving her experimental drugs because they didn't have any data on them. So they were performing an experiment. I mean, to me, they were looking to target and kill her daughter, and she got her out of the hospital, got her home, and is taking care of her there. She's still very sick, but she's she's taking care of her. So this is an issue in which they are targeting us, Michelle, and this is no different than Nazi Germany. They are killing Americans. They're, they're cold-blooded killing Americans and even putting out any of these shots, let alone 
having government, fascist government come in with fascist corporate, uh, you know, America and push these things on the people in order to try to kill us. I mean, I don't. I don't see how anybody can come to any other conclusion when they see, especially some of the Pfizer documents that have come out, uh, showing they knew it was killing people. They knew it was injuring people from the first tests that they did, the first trials that they did. So this is a pretty big deal. Okay, so you had you were arrested. What happened after your arrest? What take us through a little bit of a timeline up until now as to what happened after your arrest? Right. I was arrested on March 1st, 2022. So um, it's almost been two years. And uh, immediately after that arrest, uh, neighbors, um, people that I thought had been my friends, um, six people reported me and I guess my husband to DCF. And, which is the Department of Children and Families. And also um, my estranged sister and mother petitioned guardianship of my of my children. So that was also very hard uh, to have that happen. And uh, it really put a wrench in me uh, protesting, which is, I believe, exactly the purpose. That's why I was arrested as well. I believe that I was arrested because for two months prior to me um, going there that day, I had been uh, visiting museums and libraries, challenging these um, mandates with my baby strollers, with my kids. Say what? Yeah, we went to the Constitution Museum in Boston and was kicked out because I did not show proof of vaccine at the Constitution Museum in Boston. So these people have no sense of reflection. The people that are operating our historic museums, they just don't they just don't care. Oh and- yeah. Look, I I completely agree with that. I went through a TSA in uh, Texas back in September, I think it was. Easiest TSA I've ever been through. And it was funny the guy sitting there, you know, checking you as you go through the luggage thing and all this. He goes, boy, I really like that shirt. It's one of our Sons of Liberty shirts. It says, you know, cowards didn't uh, uh, make the Republic and cowards are not going to preserve it. And I just said, well, if you like it so much, why are you working as an agent of the state violating the people's rights? And he just kind of looked at me like, what? I was in agreement with you, man. Why are you making this a thing? Well, if you're going to violate the law, you don't really think that shirt's pretty cool because it's a republic. That means law rules over men, not uh, men doing whatever they want to to rule over other men. And so, you know, I get that. But I'm sure some people are sitting here going, this lady's a quote-unquote lefty, and she's already going to the museum. This is before the state capitol. You're going to museums, and you're challenging. See, this is what I'm saying. We're not that far off. There, there are differences, distinctions of where people have been taught. But I think inherently, people do see the right and wrong in the issue. And I think that's part, Michelle, of the image of God. We st- Even though it's marred in the fall— uh, and our sin messes with us even down to our core. The fact of the matter is that we still bear the image of God. It's more, it's marred, and that image is in righteousness and holiness. And you were seeing something that was unrighteous, unholy, unlawful, and you were challenging that. You were calling it out. I think that's a good thing. And I want people to just cat. I just want people to put in their mind that you have a different mindset than many of the people, or you did have that than the people here. Now the question I have is. How has this affected you? And we're going to get into what you guys are doing now 
uh, in the process of all this. How has this affected you in your thinking? Did you step back and start rethinking a bunch of different things? And have you come to different conclusions, say, on the issue of body, my body, my choice concerning abortion or other things like that? How has this changed you? Um, yes, as as we previously discussed, I, I think that um, it is so again in at least in Massachusetts, and I, I don't think that it's unfair to say probably throughout the United States. You know, growing up, you typically vote along your party line, and as you had said, it's based on what your what your family believes. Even um, I was saw a news clip last night of of a, a young adult saying, "I'm I'm just voting whoever my parents told me to vote for." It's not uncommon. So um, when I uh, have experienced this and saw that uh, the Democrats, the people that were progressive, the 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 party that I thought the team that I thought that I was on, they were the ones who were saying, "Show your papers, get a shot. You have to do it." Or they were silent on the issue. To me, that made them evil, that made them liars. And therefore, whatever else came out of their mouth, I could not trust. So when they're now saying, we have to focus on climate change, I, I have red flags. I have total red flags. Oh, man. Yeah. And that's very um, odd for me, because throughout my entire higher educational experience, I, you know, was taught about climate change and um, have environmental um, background. So it's, 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 it's a big wake up call there. But how, again, how can I trust, I I don't want to put any stock into what these people have. If they're saying, look this way, I want to look the, I want to look the other way. Yeah, I, th- I think that's a, I think that's some I think that's wisdom right there. I really do. By the way, if you guys want to call in, you got a question for Michelle or you got a comment, please stick on this on the subject 803-619-9855. 803-619-9855. You got a question for Michelle or comment on what's going on. We'd love to hear from you. Um, you know, Michelle, one of the things is is that we talk about the scripture here. You know, our foundations are the Bible and the Constitution. Now, in the Constitution, Article One gives the eighteen to twenty-one things, depending on how you number them. Uh, things that we authorized our, our federal Congress to do, or our forefathers authorized the federal Congress to do. And, and none of those have anything to do with health care, not a one of them. But we, we didn't give that to them. That is not their duty. Yet they want to write law. They want to fund it. They want to do all these kinds of things. If you can't write law for it, you can't fund it. So that, that's our Constitution on it. Now, the Bible tells us that the Lord is our healer. Jehovah Rapha, he is our healer. It tells us that the life of the flesh is in the blood. Moses says this 1,500 years before Christ. Um, and, you know, now we're expounding on that. I think, look, I think people knew it back then. The more I think, I don't think the ancient cultures were, you know, as primitive as a lot of people say. I think they were very advanced in their understanding and technologies and stuff like that. But we have the Bible telling us the life of the flesh is in the blood. This is exactly where they're going with the shots. It's directly into our blood. Uh, we're seeing the blood clots. We're seeing all kinds of cognitive issues. We're seeing skin diseases. We're seeing the what they're calling turbo cancers, very aggressive cancers, all this stuff coming from these shots. You said, no, I'm not going to take that. I'm not going to put that in my body because I don't trust it. I, I don't trust what's going on here. And now when they arrest you, they don't charge you with not being 
quote unquote vaccinated, what do they charge you with? Uh, they charged us, uh, me, excuse me, they charged me with trespassing, disorderly conduct, and assault. And what is and the basis for that? What's the basis for them calling you trespassing? Because I didn't see anybody telling you, uh, exactly. no, you need to leave. They didn't tell you're you that. Very, you're very, you're very, you're very astute, Tim. There were, there were no trespassing signs. Nobody, when I walked into the tent, because they had a tent set up that was um, essentially blocking the door. They were, they were cattling people through this tent. Um, when I walked into the tent, nobody said to me, stop. You are trespassing. Please turn around or you will be arrested. There were there were no warnings like that. However, there were warnings given to two other women who walked into the tent after I was violently arrested and thrown to the ground. So they were provided that warning. They were provided that opportunity, but I was not. So um, there is slapping on charges. And uh, in addition, this whole you didn't assault, I didn't assault you, you assaulted me back and forth. It's very typical. I'm not sure if you saw the um, reporter in Canada for Rebel News who was, uh, he was also slammed. Oh, yeah, we played him, David, last week. Yeah, we played what happened with him as well. That's exactly what happened to me. When As soon as I saw that video, I said, that's me. That's what happened to me. The guy, the cop ran up to him and held him down and said, "You, I'm charging you with assault. And the reporter is like, whoa, whoa, you, no, that's not what happened. It's opposite land. And um, so that that was what occurred to myself. And when I was brought into the, um, the courtroom, prior to being in, brought into the court, I was... Uh, forced to wear a mask and I tried very hard to not put the mask on but I was surrounded by people all these court officers the court appointed lawyer they were they were, put it on put it on put it on you're going to spend the night in jail if you don't you're going to spend the night in jail if you don't uh go home to your kids go home to your kids go home to your kids and finally I caved and I put it on and as soon as I walked into the courtroom you know when my my legs are shackled by the way uh, I see that the judge was not wearing a mask. So it's this constant two-tier system. This uh, don't do as I say, not as I do system. Okay. All right. Yeah. And, and that's part of the thing that, that some people do realize once they, they go through this and say they say uh, they're going to submit to this, all of a sudden their eyes get open to what they've done. Uh, what they've submitted to. And uh, I, I'm, I'm curious, did they threaten you with more jail if you didn't put the mask on? Did they threaten you with more charges? Yes. Is that what they were doing? They they said that I would sleep, that, that I would not be able to be arraigned and would have to stay overnight in jail if I did not put on the mask. And as a mother of, of three at the time, one of wow. them was, a, you know, a small infant. Yeah. And I've never even had a parking ticket before. This is this is very this was very challenging for me. So I decided to put it on just so I could go home to my children. And, you know, now I, I wish that I didn't. I wish that I had just not put on the mask of course that I had stuck it out but you know it's hard because scary things happen in jail and and you're not I'm not a prisoner I'm a hostage and you don't know what could happen so it's it's very um you know 
it, it takes a lot of empowerment to be, to be brave and righteous and, and a lot of faith is involved. And, um, I'm, I'm doing my best every day to stay brave because, uh, you know, it, I'm, I'm being severely persecuted here along with, five or six other vax protesters in the Boston area. Uh, we have found through our legal team that the district attorney has had at least 114 arrests since George Floyd, and almost 100% of those have been dismissed near immediately except for us, except for the five or six that have either been arrested or unlawfully um, presented with some type of civil charge, trumped up civil charge. And um, not only have we not been offered any type of dismissal uh, or or that sort, we're being uh, selectively persecute, prosecuted, excuse me, for coming on two years. And this district attorney wrote a press release in February 2022 that said that uh, what we were doing as protesters of these life-saving vaccine mandates, he called it, was um, a threat to our uh, we had no place in the society, that we were racist and misogynist, that, um, you know, every type of these words that they're constantly using. Yeah, they're you just know, throwing out names to see what will stick to you, aren't they? Yes, throw, throwing throwing darts at the dartboard and seeing what will stick, like you said. And, you know, as I had mentioned, we were um, a diverse group of people. There was, I believe I had mentioned this. I was arrested with a black man. And um, there's and, and the woman that was in the video who um, you may not have heard her in the background, but she was screaming, don't hurt her, don't hurt her, referring to me. And she also screamed, this is not America. She's a Vietnamese immigrant, but she knows very well that this is not what America is supposed that's right. to be. Yep. That, yeah, and that's the point. This is the thing I think that's so great, uh, Michelle, is that, and I don't mean the situation is great. I wish we met under different circumstances, but I, right. this is what I want people to see. We're really not that divided. Now, look, if people are going to engage in criminal activity, sodomy, lesbian, all that's against the law. It's against God's law. Okay. And it's at our foundations and the state laws, state statutes and all that other. If you're going to engage in that, that's one thing. But all these people from different backgrounds and all of that all recognize that what's going on by the agents of the state, by the government is wrong. So we're not divided. We're really united in a lot of this. I want people to kind of get that. And I understand some people are still in the mindset of what you grew up with and things. But so, okay, tell us what's going on now. It's been more than two years. You say they've dropped all the charges from all these other people they put on. But there's a handful of you, including yourself, uh, that they're keeping the charges in place. What's going on in these two plus years? I mean, have you had different yeah. court dates? If you have... What's happened? What's going on now? What do you? What's your 
your representative, your your attorneys. I, I hate to even bring those right. guys into it. <laughs> yeah. What, what, do you, what well, are so, they doing for and you? It's it's almost been two years. It's not. Um, I, I was incorrect on that video when I said two plus years. It's almost been two years. And um, coincidentally, today I have another court hearing, and um, all I happen to have it be on Zoom um, because I did move across the country with permission. And um, although they have threatened to force me to go back. Luckily, they ended up reneging that. Um, and I hate to even say like they're doing me any favors because they're not. They are not compassionate people. They're very evil. And um, even me having to use Zoom is an inconvenience and undue hardship as a mother of four. Um, these uh, the at this state, we are still trying to collect uh, evidence. We're still trying to uh Con- and, and I recently hired a new lawyer who is uh, more uh, pursuing the direction of this select, demonstrating the selective prosecution. He's the one who has stati- collected, excuse me, these statistics showing that the um, the district attorney is uh, prosecuting based on his politics. If I was uh, using a megaphone instead to say drag queens are great, then I wouldn't have been would not have statistically been arrested or and or if I was, then I would have had my charges dismissed. And that's just evident based on what's happened over uh, since George Floyd. It's very clear that I have been approached by the police in the past to be and told you need a permit for that megaphone. And yet then I see pictures all over the media on social media of these Democratic um, causes, excuse me, using megaphones. And I'm like, wait, wait, wait. I thought that you needed a permit for that megaphone. And I I don't believe anybody needs a permit to use a megaphone. I don't think that those people should be arrested. However, I am upset that I am being threatened arrest, that I was arrested, and that I'm being persecuted as if it's the Salem witch trials. Yeah, I you know, when we've done uh, protests and things, one of the things I found out is, yeah, you have a voice. You can be as loud as you want with your voice. But when you start using amplification, OK, that's a whole different issue. So I understand why there's a I understand why there's a permit for amplification. I don't there, there's not one that I know of if you use your voice as loud as you want. Uh, but it's kind of funny. They'll talk about amplification to decibels issues and they never come out there with a decibel meter to actually read it. And I, I know all about that stuff because I used to use decibel meters installing fire alarm systems in apartments and stuff like that. So I know that you have to test those things. And if you're going to have a code that's written for that and you're going to be doing something to somebody, well, then you need to test it. And most of those guys never do any of that. They just say, oh, we think it's loud enough, whatever. But the fact of the matter is, as you were calling out some of this stuff, you've been through that. What's what's on the agenda going forward? I mean, what are you looking at as far as dealing with this in the coming weeks or months? Or is this going to be something that drags out for years? It could be for years. Wow. I, I don't want to go to trial because I uh, don't believe that I could get a fair trial. Um, and I am also being denied evidence, requested evidence. Can I ask so, why you don't think you'll get a fair trial? Um, well, at one point, the, the district attorney, the prosecutor's office tried to uh, dismiss two of my charges. They offered to dismiss two of the charges, not the assault, but the uh, 
the disorderly conduct and the, um, excuse me, the other one is trespassing. They offered to do that. And the judge talked her out of it. The judge was like, why? Why would you want to dismiss these? And on what grounds? And it was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Why are you, what are, is this a judge, jury, and and, and executioner? They're not, they're not necessarily supposed to do that. But they're, it's all a club. And they are very, very upset that myself and the other um, protesters, uh, namely Catherine uh, Vitali, Shannon Llewellyn, and Sean Nelson, were uh, challenging the uh, Democratic darling, who is Mayor Michelle Wu, a young, small Asian woman who has been put so much investment into and we really blew up her spot by uh, calling her out on this evil, evilness and um, using megaphones and saying, um, you know, using their words back at them, saying my body, my choice. Amen. And um, instead, now we are being um, hammered very, very hard. And uh, it's we, she also uh, a enemy list was released, uh, re- received in a, a FOIA, a public record request. We saw that a list of names by her chief was sent to the police. And there's about 15 or so names and I'm on it. I'm one of the names. And I've also done many record requests and found that the FBI and um, Regional Intelligence Center was um monitoring my social media. I've seen public records requests of them having lifted pictures of me off of social media and also surveillance cameras. Confidential warnings were sent specifically about me to uh, museums throughout the Boston area. And those warnings said not that this woman is unvaccinated. Be careful. She's going to spread COVID. Instead, these warnings said, uh, watch out. This woman comes with her babies and a video camera and talks bad about the mandates. <laughs> well, that's that's something to be scared of right there, isn't it? I mean, but let's 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 put it in perspective. This this Michelle Wu. Uh, she is an easily controlled puppet. She is not doing things on her own, as you said. Uh, her chief put this together, right? Uh, this is who you got the list? No, 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 no. It was, well, yes, it was an email sent by him, but th- that guy is a bag man. He okay. literally follows like her with her purse. Yeah, like, but she's she's purse. being controlled too. There, don't oh, yeah. don't think I, she's I don't, thinking I don't on her own. That. She's I dumber in a box that. of hammers. She really is. I, in fact, we saw where she was creating a, or she had a press conference and she was speaking and the people were just drowning her out. That was us. That was you yeah. guys. Oh, that, that was, was you us. guys. We okay. Were, we were call- every, every, I, I was not specific. It's a, we were, um, it was constant. It was constant. As soon as she said, we're going to do Vax passports. Then from then on, we continued to, um, find out where she was going to be and challenge her at all cost. And and these are the cost. The costs are now that we have been arrested. We're being persecuted. We have to pay. Our kids have been um, threatened to be taken away from us. And um, we've also been defamed in the media. And uh, until now, people continue to accuse me of racism, which is... 
totally uncalled for, but like you said, you just believe what you're told. And so these people are told that uh, we're white supremacists and we've been accused of violence, which is also totally not accurate. You know, words don't hurt. What hurts is being stuck by a needle and we're the victims. They're the evil doers. They're the oppressors. Come They're on. the ones who segregated spaces and, se- and stopped our access to City Hall. They stopped our access to the Constitution Museum. They had me followed throughout the um, the zoo like a criminal. And I don't doubt for a second that they've also been spying on us, not only just on social media, but with spyware like stingrays because these uh, and putting us in gang databases because these politicians are so concerned excuse me these progressive politicians are so concerned about their constituents being put on in gang databases and their constituents being spied on with uh stingray equipment but what about me what about the vax protesters what about the people that are putting having their names put on lists because they're dissidents are you also not going to be equally concerned i mean what if i maybe i was better off if i just murdered somebody would i then get the help of the aclu because right now the aclu doesn't want to assist me yeah you probably would get their help you you absolutely probably would get their help let me let me bring this in because we got about two minutes here michelle and uh i you know normally i i ask the person for uh, a final word of exhortation for the people they already hear what you're doing they already hear what you've kind of been thrust into and they see the changes that it's making in you and they see you standing. And, you know, I applaud that. I I really do. Uh, Because there's a lot of people who won't learn it even after they go through this stuff. They'll just keep submitting um, and they don't have their eyes open. But I want to give you this as a word of encouragement. And people know that I bring this up. I brought it up all during the convids. This is Psalm 91. This is what it says. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, this is Yahweh, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in him will I trust. Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with his feathers and under his wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, like 10 o'clock when you got to be in for a curfew because covid kind of runs around after 10. Uh, I guess it's not running around during the day. Uh, and thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, for, nor for the error that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side, and they're fallen, folks, and 10,000 at thy right hand, and they're falling, but it shall not come nigh thee. Not come nigh who? The one who hides himself in the shadow of the Almighty. And he goes on and he says, Only with thine eyes shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked, because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the Most High, thy habitation. You know, Michelle, I'm wishing you well in this, because I want to see victory for you and for the other people. that you're, You're not just standing for yourself. You're standing for other people. People don't realize that, and maybe even sometimes the people standing don't realize that. But I want to encourage you. Hide yourself in the shadow of the Almighty. He will fight the fight. He will fight the battles for you. You just got to be willing to step up there and do them, and uh, he'll do the rest. Okay, Michelle, hang on. I'll say goodbye to you off air. Uh, thank you for joining us, guys. Catch Bradley at three, and Lord willing, I'm going to see you back here in the morning, six a.m. bright and early. Talk to you then.